welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges, and this is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're studying the Word of God, God's revelation to us, given to us so we can know who He is, what He's like, and how to follow Him. We're working our way through 1 John. We're almost to the end of the book. We're in chapter 5, verses 19 and 20 today, and this is episode 47. Let's read the passage. John writes, We know that we are of God, and the whole world is under the sway of the evil one. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding, so that we may know the true one. We are in the true one, that is, in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Well, John's been talking about what it means to to follow Christ. And he's talked about the sin that leads to death, the sin that doesn't lead to death. And then in verse 18, he said, we know that everyone who's been born of God does not sin. The one who's born of God keeps him, and the evil one does not touch him. So everyone born of God doesn't follow this habit of habitual sin, but is kept by Christ and protected by Christ from the evil one. Now, he says, we know that we are of God. How do we know? John has been talking a lot about knowledge because the Antichrist, the false teachers, are the ones saying that you have to have special knowledge. And the special knowledge is the cure to what our problem is. Our problem isn't sin. Our problem is ignorance. And the solution is knowledge. So John has been talking about how we know things, how we know the truth. And so here he says, we know that we are of God. Well, he's been saying things all through this letter. Back in uh, chapter 2, verse 3, he says, This is how we know that we know him. If we're keeping his commands, the evidence that we know him is keeping his commands. So John speaks to evidence, evidence of something, not just a theoretical knowledge, but real facts. So in verse two, or chapter 2, verse 5, he says, This is how we know that we are in him. We keep his word. Keeping his word is the evidence that we are in him. And then uh, chapter 3, verse 16, this is how we have come to know him, that Jesus laid down his life for us, the evidence of what Christ has done. And chapter 3, verse 19, this is how we will know that we belong to the truth, based on God's promises. In chapter 4, verse 2, he says, This is how we know the Spirit of God. Then in verse 6, it says, This is how we know the Spirit of truth and the Spirit of deception. Chapter 4, verse 13, This is how we know that we remain in Him and He in us because He's given us His Spirit. Chapter 5, verse 2, This is how we know that we love God's children. That's when we love God and obey His commands. So John's been talking a lot about this is how we know because of the promises of God, because of the testimony of God, because of the testimony of the Holy Spirit, because of the evidence of how we live, the evidence of how we love, this is how we know. So now he's, he's wrapping things up. He says, we know that we are of God. Now, he's been talking about there's two groups of people in the world, children of God and children of the devil. And he says, the whole world is under the sway of the evil one. So here he's using world in that sense of the, the evil structure of the world, which is opposed to God. You're either a child of God or a child of the devil. And 
those that are children of the devil are under the sway of the evil one. Now, question here is, how do you move from one group to the other? There's two groups of people, those that are children of God, those that are children of the devil. How do you move from being a child of the devil to a child of God? Well, we know the answer is faith, faith in Jesus Christ. So then verse 20, he says, and we know that the Son of God has come. He's specifically arguing that Jesus is the Son of God. And Jesus died on the cross in payment for our sin. So we know the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know the true one. So there's a purpose. He's come and given us understanding so that we may know the true one. Not just know truth, not just know true things, but know the one who is true. Know a person. Know Jesus Christ, the true one. Well, obviously he's referring to Jesus Christ as the true one. And he says, we are in the true one, that is, in his son, Jesus Christ. Now, is the true one Jesus or is the true one God? You can make a, a, an argument either way here. They make a, a pretty convincing argument. I think maybe there's some purposeful ambiguity here because I think he's talking about both. Um, you cannot be in God unless you are in Christ. You cannot know God unless you know Christ. So the Son of God has come so that we may know the true one. Well, is the Son of God coming come so that we may know God? And we are in the true one, that is, in God. But then he says, that is, in his Son, Jesus Christ. So there, there may be some uh, intentional dual talk here. He's talking, you, like I said, you can make a, a case for he's talking, when he says the true one, is that God or is that Christ? I'm not sure. But then he says, he is the true God and eternal life. Now, he is the true God. Is that referring to God or Jesus Christ again? And again, you can make a, a grammatical argument either way. If you're using that he, well, the closest actual person mentioned is Jesus Christ. But they say in Greek that he doesn't always have to match up to that. I think the best argument is he's talking about Jesus Christ here. He is the true God. Because he has not been arguing that God is the true God. Never has even hinted uh, in, in his letter that there's any question about God being the true God. His challenge is about Jesus being the Christ. The man Jesus being the Messiah. The man Jesus being the Savior. And that you can only know the true God through the Son. Jesus is the Son. So I think it best fits here, as he's wrapping things up here, that Jesus is the true God and eternal life. Now this matches things we see in John's Gospel. At the very beginning of John's Gospel, he starts out, he says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Then throughout the, the prologue of John, it's very clear that he's referring, the Word is Jesus and Jesus was in the beginning and was with God and was God. Then toward the end of the Gospel of John in uh, 
chapter 20, verse 28, where Jesus reveals himself to Thomas. Thomas says, my Lord and my God. Now, if Thomas had misspoken there, Jesus certainly would have corrected him. But both the, the beginning and the end of the Gospel of John here, we see the, the divinity of Jesus spelled out plainly, laid out clearly that Jesus is God. He is not just the Son of God. He is God the Son. And so that John is wrapping things up here in his first letter, where he's been arguing that Jesus the man is Jesus the Son of God, and also, Jesus is not just the Son of God. He is God the Son. So it's not just enough to know true things. We must know the one who is truth. We cannot move from being in that category of a child of the devil to being in that category of a child of God without doing so through faith in Christ. There are not many paths to God. There is one path to God. Not many ways to heaven. There is one way to heaven. And it's through Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. And it's only through faith, not by works. It's only through Christ, no other way. This is the message that God has given us, that we can be forgiven of sin. We can experience reconciliation with God, but only through faith in Christ. And Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is God the Son. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we actually finish 1 John.